BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Good morning, peeps, and welcome to Woke AF Daily with me, your girl, Danielle Moody, recording from the home bunker. Folks, you know, Woke Wednesday has become an interesting time and space for me. You know, it started out as a way to kind of get over the hump of the week and, you know, have a place to vent and all of these things. And as things in this country and around the world have continued to deteriorate, Wednesday I find myself in pretty much a deep place of gratitude, just grateful to having made it halfway through the week. And I don't say that tongue in cheek or even to be funny. I, I am seriously like, Getting through these weeks over the past several years feel like a feat in and of itself. And I think that Wednesday is an important day to kind of take stock with what has transpired thus far, what you have in front of you, but an opportunity to kind of plant your feet for the week, right? At least that's how I've been viewing it. And so I often find myself in a place of deep reflection on Wednesdays. And now I kind of understand, I'm piecing together why that is. We all set out with certain expectations that we have for the week and things that we'd like to accomplish and, you know, be able to check off or, you know, dinner plans or engagements that we're, you know, making as we ready ourselves for the weekend, that wonderful day and a half that we get. But I do want us to start to use Wednesdays as a day of kind of planting, if you will, the day to plant your feet firmly in the ground ground yourself in thinking about where we are, right? 
This week, for the first time in I don't know how long, President Obama released a statement. And I say for the first time in a really long time because I believe that, you know, the reality that after you're done being president of the the United States, um, being president of any, you know, place, uh, that you get to go and get your, you know, life back. Um, that you have the opportunity to regain your space and place as like a human regular citizen. But sometimes I've gotten really pissed off at Barack Obama. And I say this, and I love this man. But I've gotten pissed off because I'm just like, you know, there have been so many moments over the last eight years where we have needed steady leadership his voice in particular, his ability to kind of weave narrative and hold, you know, multiple things to be true at the same time, but create a sense of safety and um, resilience that I don't think presidents before him and or after him have been able to do. And so when we find ourselves and have found ourselves in this place of deep, 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 you know, frustration, and deep fear, we look to people, right? Like Barack Obama, we look to leaders to kind of express for us ways that we're unable to articulate for ourselves. Now, let me be clear that <laughs> Gaza and Israel, what Israel is doing to Gaza, what Hamas has done to the citizens of Israel, is not something that can be easily parsed apart or understood for that matter. Even if you are a historian or a foreign relations expert, it always depends on your perspective, your vantage point, how you were raised, where you were raised, your understanding of justice, of rights, of liberty, of fear, of all of these things. Which is why I often say that I come to you from the place of humanity as a Black queer woman that has lived her life entirely in the United States, whose parents are immigrants to this country, that has known injustice and justice, that has known both relief and devastation at the hands of this country. So recognizing the precarious place that you find yourself, people losing jobs for articulating their feelings with regard to Israel and Palestine, literally losing their jobs, being written off, canceled. Barack Obama, who has been silent on so much, decided to weigh in to this conflict and did so in what I will say was arguably probably the best way that he could, right? As both a man that presided over war, conflict, death, and destruction, doing things that arguably from a different vantage point probably shouldn't be have been done in our name. And that's what it means to be president of the United States. Where 
drones have dropped bombs that are not void of civilian life and civilian casualty. That America probably has more blood on its hands than most countries, right? And that's saying a lot. But when Barack Obama decided to weigh in on this, I thought, oof, I don't know. I do believe that he walked the line while both understanding his role as a former president, also uh, not undermining the current administration, which is his former vice president, while also holding multiple things to be true at the same time, that you can believe in humanity, justice, and freedom for all peoples and not be an anti-Semite or anti-Palestinian and anti-Muslim. That the deaths of thousands of children, thousands of children, is not something that any of us should take lightly. I don't care what fucking border, imaginary border, that they fall on the side of. Right? Denying people water, electricity, and aid is a violation of international law. I don't care whether or not you are part of the allied quote-unquote axis or not. If you violate law, you violate law. We should not pick and choose who we call out for said violation and who we don't. That's called hypocrisy. Former President Obama is getting a lot of flack for his comments that I'm going to share with you, pieces of it, not all of it. You can check it out on his Medium page or on Instagram where he reposted it. But I think that it's important to lift up because this is a situation where if you comment on one side or the other, you're canceled. If you don't comment at all, you're canceled, right? And leaving people in very precarious positions, namely those that are in the public. I believe in commenting on humanity. On the thousands of lives lost. I don't believe in tailoring things to fit a certain narrative that will work for me at the time. I'm following the reports that are coming out about what the hostages are saying that have been released, the latest. The two elderly women. And how they're saying that their government abandoned them. How they're saying that they were treated well. What does that say? I don't know. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. 
chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. I do want to offer up some of the pieces of what former President Barack Obama said, some of which overall I agree with and some of which I do not. He writes this in his thoughts on Israel and Gaza. It's been 17 days since Hamas launched its horrific attack against Israel, killing over 1,400 Israeli, Israeli citizens, including defenseless women, children, and the elderly. In the aftermath of such unspeakable brutality, the U.S. government and the American people have shared in the grief of families prayed for the return of loved ones and rightfully declared solidarity with the Israeli people. As I stated in an earlier post, Israel has a right to defend its citizens against such wanton violence, and I fully support President Biden's call for the United States to support our longtime ally in going after Hamas, dismantling its military capabilities and facilitating the safe return of hundreds of hostages to their families. But, but even as we support Israel, we, we should also be clear that how Israel prosecutes this fight against Hamas matters. In particular, it matters, as President Biden has repeatedly emphasized, that Israel's military strategy abides by international law. Why is Barack Obama writing this? Because he knows good goddamn well that what the Israeli government has been doing is not abiding by international law, and that the world is looking the other way at the use of force against defenseless citizens, Gazians, because to not look away is then to be called an anti-Semite, to not cheer on the deaths of thousands of children in response to the deaths of 1,400 people is somehow to not be on the side of those that are most vulnerable. I can think of no other vulnerable people than children. And I don't care how those children pray. I don't care what those children look like. What we know is what we are seeing and hearing and reading and watching with our own eyes. Whether it's one report that comes out that says that Israel bombed a hospital, whether it's Palestinian, the Palestinian, uh, you know, uh, group that led a bombing of a hospital. What we do know is that there have been countless bombs that have been dropped since those 1400 people that are massacred. Why do I need to part and parcel who? Because thousands are dead. 
bridges that were supposed to be carrying humanitarian aid were blown up. That fucking matters. It doesn't make you a bad person to say that that should matter. Because if it was Putin that was doing that in Ukraine, which, by the way, there is no comparison as to what is happening into the, these two places, right? And I really, really disagreed with President Biden's comparison of the two. The only comparison is death, absolutely. But how and at the hands of what and why? Completely and totally not comparable. Obama goes on to say this. Upholding these values is important for its own sake because it is morally just and reflects our belief in the inherent value of every human life. Upholding these values is also vital for building alliances and shaping international opinion, all of which are critical for Israel's long-term security. This enormously difficult task, he writes, this is an enormously difficult task. War is always tragic, and even the most carefully planned military operations often put civilians at risk. As President Biden noted, this his recent visit to Israel, America itself has at times, many times, fallen short of our higher values when engaged in war. And in the aftermath of 9-11, the U.S. government wasn't interested in heeding the advice of even our allies when it came to the steps we took to protect ourselves against al-Qaeda. Let us be clear. If you don't know a Muslim person that was living inside of New York, or anywhere for that matter, after 9-11, ask them about their treatment. Ask them about being told to sign up on some type of server, right? Where your every move could be followed to ensure that you weren't a terrorist. What was created during 9-11, the Patriot Act, that allowed for the American government to spy on its own people? All in defense of what? Our freedom. The United States government has always gone above and beyond the values, the true values of democracy, justifying heinous fucking acts in our name. We are told American history. Other people that have been at the other side of the gun, the other side, of the drone, the other side, have their own stories to tell. Both can be true. He goes on to write this. Now, after this uh, systematic massacre of Israeli citizens, excuse me, a massacre that invokes some of the darkest memories of persecution against the Jewish people. It is understandable that many Israelis have demanded that their government do whatever it takes to root out Hamas and make sure such attacks never happen again. Moreover, Hamas's military operations are deeply embedded with Gaza. 
and its leadership seems to intentionally hide among civilians, thereby endangering the very people they claim to represent. Still, the world is watching closely as events in the region unfold, and any Israeli military strategy that ignores the human cost could ultimately backfire. Already, thousands of Palestinians have been killed in the bombing of Gaza, many of them children. Hundreds of thousands have been forced from their homes. The Israeli government's decision to cut off food, water, and electricity to a captive civilian population threatens not only to worsen a growing humanitarian crisis, it could further harden Palestinian attitudes for generations, erode global support for Israel, play into the hands of Israel's enemies, and undermine long-term efforts to achieve peace and stability in the region. This is one of the boldest paragraphs I have read yet. Because to state what we know, what we have seen, what we have heard with our own line, eyes as fact is to open yourself wide for criticism and to being called an anti-Semite. Because what he is arguing here is that to attack and continue to kill thousands of children in the name of your own self-protection is going to create the very mindset, the terrorist mindset that you say that you're trying to wipe out because of what they are living through and experiencing. And if the world is watching for the first time and seeing, wait a minute, these newspapers, these journalists that are reporting on this show no empathy, no care. You're seeing hundreds of thousands of people march in the streets across countries because of what they are seeing taking place. So to come out and say what we all know as a former president of the United States cannot be taken lightly. He goes on to say this. It's therefore important that those of us supporting Israel in its time of need encourage a strategy that can um, incapacitate Hamas while minimizing further civilian casualties. Israel's recent shift to allow relief trucks into Gaza, prompted in part by the Biden administration's behind-the-scenes diplomacy, is an encouraging step, but we need to continue to lead the international community in accelerating critical aid and supplies to an increasingly desperate Gaza population. And while the prospects of future peace may seem more distant than ever, we should call on all of the key actors in the region to engage with those Palestinian leaders and organizations that recognize Israel's right to exist to begin articulating a viable pathway for Palestinians to achieve their legitimate aspirations for self-determination. Because that is the best and perhaps only way to achieve the lasting peace and security 
most Israeli and Palestinian families yearn for. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. He provides, at the end, links to different articles that provide background on the conflict um, and history, if you all choose to read it. I want to end with not his ending, but a paragraph that I think is extraordinarily important. Because it's true. Finally, in dealing with what is an extraordinary complex situation where so many people are in pain and passions are understandably running high, all of us need to do our best to put our best values rather than our worst fears on display. That means actively opposing anti-Semitism in all its forms everywhere. It means rejecting anti-Muslim, anti-Arab, or anti-Palestinian sentiment. It means recognizing that Israel has the right to exist, that the Jewish people have claim to a secure homeland where they have an ancient historical roots. It means acknowledging that Palestinians have also lived in disputed territories for generations, that many of them were not only displaced when Israel was formed, but continue to be forcibly displaced by a settler movement that too often has received tacit or explicit support from the Israeli government. That Palestinian leaders who've been willing to make concessions for a two-state solution have too often had little to show for their efforts. And that it is possible for the people of goodwill to champion Palestinian rights and oppose certain Israeli government policies in the West Bank and Gaza without being anti-Semitic. If we care about keeping open the possibility of peace, security, and dignity for future generations of Israeli and Palestinian children, as well as for our own children, then it falls upon all of us to at least make the effort to model in our own words and actions the kind of world we want them to inherit. I say this again as I close today. 
that Wednesdays have become a day for me of reflection on what has transpired in the week, what I'm looking forward to, but also where I'm standing firm in the present moment. We are all in need of deep moments and times of reflection, of space when we're allowed to just be and understand that the world that we're living in is so rapidly changing our heads might as well be on a swivel. It is important to take space, to take time, to read, to consume and not just regurgitate what it is that we see, but to really have our own analysis and self-awareness. We deserve those moments and we need them more now than ever because we are dealing with really complicated, layered issues and emotions. And so I do hope that you will use these days what that I call Woke Wednesdays, not as a day to just rage against the machine, but as a day to be truly conscious of what is happening in the world and your role in it. Because we all have a role to play. We may not see the arc bend towards justice, but it is all of our jobs to help it bend nonetheless. That is it for me today, dear friends, on Woke AF. As always, power to the people and to all the people power. Get woke and stay woke as fuck. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.